Welcome to the Bossy Bruja podcast with your host, Ayodeli Fuega, born Paris Marion. This is my space where I get to talk to you all about my weird, witchy, spiritual ideas, mull over book recommendations, and give you life advice. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's get into this episode. And blessings. Welcome back to the Bossy Bruja podcast. This is Io. You can find me online at bossybruja.com or on Instagram at Bossy Bruja. I am really intrigued by today's topic. And I am desiring to communicate it as clearly as possible. So I am suggesting a change in our approach to spirituality and religion. And some of you are not going to need this. Like you're completely <laughs> already, you know, invested into your spirituality in a way that is healing for you, that helps you to develop and discover more of your potential, that deepens your sense of faith and cultivates um, compassion and helps you to really love, like you're already doing those things. That's already your approach to magic. However, I think some of us are a little bit confused about, uh, what some of the higher uses of magic and religion may be like what it's even for and how we may be degrading it or approaching it in a degraded way. So let me try to explain this clearly. So this came to my attention a couple days ago. I had a reading and actually it wasn't a reading. It was a coaching session. And this sister had been on one of my recent calls with the students. And she shared with us that some of her mediumistic abilities and her gifts of prophecy have come online recently. And having grown up in kind of a strict religious, um, strict Christian (laughs) religious setting in a small town surrounded by her relatives who are all part of the same uh, Christian community, how she experienced, and again, she shared this on the call, so it's fine to, to share it here as well. Um, everyone knew that, you know, it was being recorded. So this was a, you know, a story that she shared with a group of us on a recorded line uh, for our students to hear in the future. So I'm recounting a little bit of her story here because it is what got me thinking about this. So she shared that she'd grown up in the strict Christian community, surrounded by relatives who are all a part of the same community. And some of her um, abilities to speak with spirits of the departed, um, as well as some of her gifts of prophecy had been coming online to the point where she's having a dream about someone and knowing that they're in danger of something, telling them about it and the thing happening within 24 hours and how in this particular community, and we do see this in, well, I don't really 
as far as I know, in black Christian communities, we do see this where you can say you have a specific spiritual gift or skill, but in order for that to be accepted by that particular group, it must be verified by someone else. So you have kind of this independent (laughs) authority to come in and objectively verify the gift. So if you say, I have the gift of prophecy, somebody else needs to be able to confirm with proof that, yeah, you have it. And she shared how she was sharing this with relatives. They were seeing that it was working, but they're still telling her, you know, you can't do that, that you're not telling the truth or whatever. They're not believing her or not at least wanting to verify her spiritual gifts. And instead, how they were accusing her of turning her back on Jesus and how she's going to hell. And that is the, the, the one thing that really sparked my mind and set me off. Because there is this sense that I get, this feeling that I get, that some people are more interested in having a, you know, some semblance of power, some feeling of power over other people than they are in connecting with God or using or approaching their religion, their spiritual or magical practices in ways that enlighten them, advance them, um, put them in touch with more of their potential, prosper them, heal them, or bring um, higher awareness to them or put them in touch with, with God, with spirit and their own power. I think that there is kind of this preoccupation that spiritual, religious, magical people have on other people that is not healthy. So for example, this example, finding more pleasure or having more of a desire to condemn someone to eternal suffering, to an eternal pit of flames, than to verify that, yes, you are. You are hearing spirit, the voice of God. Yes, you have the gift of prophecy. Yes, you are dreaming prophetic dreams. Yes, rather than verify, wanting to simply condemn them. So here's the thing. I think that when it comes to religion, the approach that far too many people take is one that has the objective to control other people. And I think, okay, so let me say it a different way. (laughs) I'm trying, can you see I'm trying to communicate this as clearly as possible? I think that when it comes to religion, spirituality, and magic, people are more concerned with having control over other people, dominating other people, even people we claim to love, compensating for their laziness and poor decisions, right? So instead of doing the work, I'm going to just pray. Instead of doing the work, I'm going to just cast a spell. You know, I'm going to knowingly make poor decisions and then just try and clean up my mess with spell work or prayer later. I think too often people 
religious, spiritual, and magical people are more interested in forcing other people, manipulating other people um, to rush their results, to compensate for their impatience, to fit in, and to receive external validation, even, even Christians, even witches, right? So there's this huge, you know, reawakening of witches and people coming back to their power. And as there seems to be, <laughs> just from the comments I read, the conversations people have, the incessant repeating of other people's thoughts and ideas, the... I want to, I don't think dogmatize is a word, but I'm going to make it a word. Dogmatizing different spiritual ideas and concepts and trying to impose that on other people feels very Christian to me, but you see it in the, the magical and spiritual communities. I think that people are more, these magical religious and, and spiritual people are more concerned with competition, more concerned with using it their prayers or their spells or whatever it is to get a man. Okay. I think that a lot of these people are more interested in scaring and frightening other people. Another tactic to manipulate them. I think they're more interested in humiliating people and in using their magic, spirituality or religion in service to their ego, which is the false identity. Right? Like, I'm the pastor. I'm the lead of the youth choir. <laughs> I'm the deacon. I'm the high priestess. You know, I'm this. I'm that. This is my title. You know, fear me. <laughs> or assume that I have some greater degree of power than I actually have. <laughs> okay? And I think also, and this is the biggest thing, I think that people use magic religion and spirituality to hide their flaws and to diminish their mental health needs. So and this is something I actually have been thinking about for years now. When I was working as um, a diviner oracle over at, well, I'm not going to say the name of that place, but at a shop, prominent shop in Greensboro, North Carolina, the people that I would sometimes see, there was one girl in particular who told me she had these, she has mental diseases. She has been diagnosed by a psychiatrist. She's supposed to be on medication. She's not on medications. And when it would be she and I, her, uh, her and me, <laughs> sitting at the table talking about these various visions and dreams, all of it sounding like fantasy to me. It was to the point for me where I'm like, do you write? Because this would all make a lovely like fantasy series. Like you should, you should write a book, sis. The kinds of things she was telling me, which I, you know, can't really repeat here. And what I noticed weeks and weeks of her coming to see me. First of all, I was, I was starting to get very uneasy. I'm always uneasy with people who overdo it with readings. I really don't think that readings are something you need every other day. And when you find yourself at a point where you're constantly getting readings from multiple diviners on the same exact thing every other day, there is something you're not willing to face. There is possibly some type of a mental disturbance here. There is something else that needs to be addressed that 
probably the cards can't help you with. Like there's something, if you're coming to the cards expecting and desiring and wanting and pressuring your diviner for different answers, when you have not done anything, you have not taken previous advice, you have not worked on yourself in fucking two or three days to get a different answer, something is going on inside of you that needs to be addressed. This is a problem, okay? And there comes a point with a lot of diviners where they will cut your ass off. There are some people who will keep taking your money, but there are some people who will cut you off. I'm not going to keep shuffling these cards. I'm not going to keep telling you the same shit over and over again. And some of y'all need diviners like that. You need people who are going to tell you that you need to just accept the the, uh, truth as the cards present them and work on yourself. And stop trying to work over the deck because that's not how it works, okay? Now, what I learned from that person is because she would be telling me these wild fantasy stories, these strange encounterings that she had supposedly had with different spirits and all this stuff. And she would act like a person (laughs) who really believed all of the strange things she was saying. But anytime anyone else would come to the table, she would act completely normal. She would, it would be like she was two different people. And it goes beyond uh, wanting to maintain simple privacy. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to stop talking about the thing I'm saying. She would keep talking, but the... Tenor, the 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 style of her her stories and the way she would share things with me would change. So we go from talking about these dark spirits you see everywhere to simply discussing um, the issues that you're having with some of the people, the real people in your real life, right? kind of difficult to get that across without (laughs) telling you exactly what she was saying. Okay. So, and it's not to say that some people don't really see spirits because I think that some people really do, but there are people. And if you are a psychic, (laughs) you learn to discern the difference between people who are telling you the truth and people who are weaving a tale, maybe to an, like to I don't know, like to fucking, I don't shock you or impress you or to kind of put on a performance of what they think magic and witchcraft really is. There are different reasons. I think that people discuss certain things with spiritual people, magical people which don't always have to do with truth, which don't always have to do with actually desiring assistance, support, advice, or help, which don't have to do with reality, okay? And I think a lot of times there are people in the spiritual and magical communities in particular who want someone to participate in their delusions with them. And I think that's ego. I think that's mental mental health um, 
concerns. So using religion, spirituality, and magic as a way to uh, hide your flaws and to diminish your mental health issues is something that, uh, or your health needs, mental health needs. Um, it's something that I've kind of discussed in the past. The way that I discuss it is by saying this, spirituality and mental health are two different things. Yes, they work hand in hand. Yes, working on one will absolutely positively influence the other, but they are two different things. So in the way that you may work your spells, you may also pray, you may also go to therapy. That is not, and I don't fucking understand. Like I studied psychology. That's what my degree, my bachelor's is in. I am not a person who's like insulted by my need for mental health. I'm not like offended if a friend points it out, like girl, therapy, boo. But I've noticed that some people are, like they take offense when a person says you need to seek counseling for this. But that is absolutely the responsibility of a diviner when you know that something is, this is not, a person comes to me and they want coaching or mentoring. This is not within the scope. You have to know that. Just for ethical reasons, professional reasons, you want to help people get their actual results. So if somebody comes to you and they think they just need mentorship or or coaching, but you know that the real issue here is not something that can be fixed with coaching or mentoring, that you actually um, are dealing with a person who needs counseling. It's your responsibility to tell them. But again, some people find, take offense to that. But I would encourage you to take no more offense to someone telling you to seek counseling than you would to someone saying, girl, you need to go drink some water, you need to take a nap, or you need to pray about this. These are encouragements from people who care about you, even if it's just on a, you know, a superficial level. These are people who care about you enough to say, boo, water. When's the last time you drank some, you know, since I think you're dehydrated. When's the last time you took a nice uh, cleansing spiritual bath? I think you need to clean your aura, sis. When's the last time you went to therapy, sis? I think that this is the result of some mental disturbances that you don't need to tolerate and live with, that you can work out and comb out with a licensed professional. Now, here are some of the potential benefits and objectives of spirituality, religion, and magic. And this is what I am suggesting we might want to turn our attention to. Okay? So potential benefits and objectives of religion, spirituality, and magic, and or magic. To enjoy creation, nature, and life, gaining wisdom and insight, deepening your sense of inner peace, purification of your soul, your mind, your heart, your behaviors, hearing divine guidance, which brings endless benefits. Mental strength and spiritual strength or resilience. Deepening your sense of faith. Giving meaning to life. 
deepening your sense of self, your self-knowledge, getting to know yourself. Discovering more ideas pertaining to the nature of being, to life, to death, to birth, rebirth. Here's a great benefit and objective. Healing or supporting your healing. Whether that supporting your healing, which goes back to what we were just saying about the responding appropriately to any uh, mental health care needs you may have, right? Supporting that healing with your spirituality. So yes, therapy. Yes, journaling, right? Yes, counseling, but also meditation. Also yoga asana. Also um, a beauty jar, a sweet jar. Also casting spells for protection or for love attraction or doing a self-love ritual or some type of a purification bath, right? Another potential benefit or objective of magic, religion, spirituality is gratitude. How about divine inspiration, right? Your religion, your spirituality, your magic being the way that you remain connected or gain access to a steady flow of divinely inspired ideas. How about greater awareness? Heightening that consciousness so that you can see more or perceive more, understand more, or be aware of more spiritual things or more mundane things? How about deepening our capacity to love? Which in and of itself, if that was the only objective for your religion, your spirituality, or your magic, deepening my capacity to love. I think that one objective would absolutely change your life. It would make your practice more powerful than using your religion or magic to get a man ever could. (laughs) Deepening my capacity to love. How much can I love? If love is patient and love is kind and love does not envy and it doesn't boast and it is it doesn't keep any record of wrong and how would this change me how would this change the way that i approach relationships and work and business how would it uh, change the way that i feel about myself past present and future if love always perseveres if it always endures if it never gives up if it doesn't delight in evil if it doesn't delight in evil that's from the Bible that Christians claim to read, if they would focus on that uh, line alone, it does not delight in evil. Not one more Christian on the earth would ever take that weird ass secret joy in condemning someone to hell, telling somebody you going to go to hell. They love it. I don't know what the fuck. They love telling people they're going to go to hell. And that, to me, is sick. Love does not delight in evil. I say all the time, love is correction. If you think that a person is doing something wrong, why not just have a discussion with them or ask them some questions? Why send them to hell, speak a curse like that over their life, and leave them? And can somebody please show me in the Bible where Jesus ever told somebody they were going to hell? I remember a a story in the Bible where there is a man who's possessed with like a legion of demons and Jesus doesn't even send them to hell. 
he tells them that they can go into a herd of pigs, go into those pigs over there. Never heard Jesus say, you go into hell. Never heard it. And these are the people who are supposed to be striving to be like Jesus, right? Okay. How about the potential benefit and objective of religion, spirituality, and magic? It's to be being to learn more about the natural world or gaining more control over ourselves rather than trying to gain control over other people. I believe that religion, spirituality, and magical practice can enhance our lives, but are no substitute for practical actions, for simple thoughtfulness, for education, self-education, personal development, and various forms of self-care, including mental health care. I believe that it can help us develop feelings of confidence, inner peace, and security through disciplined practices like meditation, prayer, cleansings, and the like. I believe that your practice is utterly personal, that your connection to the spiritual side of life is a lifeline and not some cheap aesthetic or a way to sell shit on the internet. I believe it is sacred and special and absolutely something that when you really love it, you'll want to share with other people. But I believe that the deeper you go into it, the more personal it becomes. I believe that it's a way to see beyond this current lifetime into the continuity of your existence. So meaning your existence before this lifetime and beyond this present lifetime. I believe that your spirituality is worth more than Bitcoin, okay? And while you can absolutely use it, especially if it's magic and obviously if it's religion, it's been used this way to control people, to colonize them, dominate them, okay? To compensate for our laziness, such as telling somebody that the scriptures say you're supposed to do what I do. <laughs> the scriptures say you must obey me. The scriptures say you must give this amount of your income to me. I believe that it can be used to get a man, to compete, to frighten and scare people, to humiliate people. It absolutely can be used in service to your ego, but I believe that those are degraded ways of using your spirituality. That's what I'm saying. Now, who cares? I do. <laughs> I care, particularly for my students, because here's what happens when people approach their religion, magic, or spirituality in order to serve the ego or to get something. One, once you get what you want, you're out. You don't care. You're not, it's not important to you anymore. It moves to the back burner. Until you find yourself in a fucked up situation and now you're back at your altar. You're back to your prayers. You're back to reading your Bible. You're back to your practice. And this is a cycle that a lot of people, I think, find themselves in. Oh, I'm very religious and spiritual and magical when I need something. Oh, but on a good day. Oh, I don't have time to meditate and pray and visualize and practice my yogasana, my chanting and talk to God. I don't have time. I'm busy enjoying the benefits and and the blessings, is that why you're so busy? 
or two, people don't get what they want and their faith is ruined. Their faith is ruined. I had a client years ago, this gay girl, she's a, a wig maker up in like Atlanta. <laughs> Isn't everyone? Um, anyway, so she's calling me and this was a, I want to say this is the earliest experience I've had with a person who is constantly calling me like multiple times a week. And back then I I knew that something was wrong, something was off because I'm finding myself in session with her, reading the card, saying the same things over and over. And I, for whatever reason, she just keeps calling. This is how I learned this lesson that if you're not listening to what the cards say or you're wanting to force a different answer, it's because you're not willing to see something different. So she called me. And this girl told me, this is also the first time I've ever heard of this spell. She told me, I wrote my ex's name on toilet paper and wiped my ass with it and flushed it. And I said, this was my real response. Where the hell did you get that spell? Where did you get that from? And I don't remember her telling me where she got it from. I think it was it was definitely someplace online or someone had told her this spell, but it wasn't like a trusted so it wasn't like, oh, my teacher gave this to me. I did it. Cause she ain't come to me and get no divination. And she wasn't reading for herself. So I don't know who told her it was okay to do the spell, who gave the spell to her. In you know, subsequent years, I've heard other people say spells like this, like this bathroom tissue spell. I don't know where it came from. None of my teachers have ever given me this spell. Um, I've never heard them speak of this spell. It's not that, you know, I don't know if it's a new thing, if it's like a Pinterest thing. I don't fucking know. Nothing about a toilet tissue spell. But apparently it was a thing and she'd used it. Here was the problem. In addition to it not coming from a trusted source, um, She didn't actually want to banish this person. She didn't actually want to be rid of this person. Her desire, which of course, you flush something, you're banishing it. You're sending it away. It's gone. Okay? And banishment is a permanent thing. (laughs) So you wanting to banish someone you actually want to be with is dumb. Don't banish something you actually desire because you had an emotion. Because your feelings were hurt. Oh, now I'm going to banish this bitch. Okay. So she's banishing her ex. um, And I don't think she knew it was a banishment spell. And I said, well, what is the purpose of this spell in your opinion? Like, what were you, what was your aim? What was the goal? This is why I tell my students we start with petition. You need to know what you're actually after, what results and ideals you desire. And she said, well, I want her life to be shitty unless she's with me. So that's, I think that's why she, it made sense in her mind to wipe her, her ass with the toilet paper. I want her life to be shitty unless she's with me. And I'm like, well, (laughs) I don't know if she's going to actually be with you (laughs) if you're banishing her. And are you sure you love this person? 
if you would ever desire or wish that their lives become shitty without you. Bitch, what if you die? Like, literally think about these things logically. I want my lover's life to be shitty unless they're with me. But what if you die tomorrow and there's no way for them to be with you? Should their life be shitty for the rest of their lifetime just because you're not here? What, what kind of love is this? This is why most people can't cast a love spell because you don't actually love that person. You don't actually love them. Because if you did, if you did love that person, you would desire their happiness, their fulfillment, satisfaction, protection, prosperity, health, well-being, blessings, fortune, whether you were there or not. Whether you were there or not. Okay? Now, after months, of this constant ongoing, will she be with me? Will she not be with me? What is she doing now? What is she thinking? What is she feeling? Which is a very, very hard ask. I don't care what anyone else says. Diviners do their best. But if you're asking me to read the energy of a person who is not present, that is a hard ask. I'm doing the best that I can with this person's full name and birthday, but... That's a hard ask. We are relying on whatever the spirits present are able to share with us and what they send, what messages and information they send through the cards. Okay? What we're doing is trying our best to not allow your interpretations, like all of the... your thoughts and the things, what you think about this person and all of your shit and your filters that their energy has to go through. What we're trying not to do is pick up too much on what you think about the person, but instead to pick up on what that person really feels and thinks. And if that's the motherfucking case, you need to bring them to the reading. But I, I assume that if you all really cared, what that person is thinking and feeling, you would simply ask them. And if a person is fucking with your feelings, your emotions, and just stringing you along, and they don't want to tell you what they're thinking and feeling, why would you be interested in this person again? I mean, make it make sense, really. Why would you want to engage your precious energy and time with this person who is not, well, they told me they cared. They told me they loved me. And then they ended up dating someone else. If you cannot get, here's what I would say about that. If you cannot get a clear answer from people about what they feel about you, I think the best thing you can do for yourself is defer to their fucking actions. I don't know what this person actually thinks and feels about me, but their actions, sis, but their actions 
are telling me that they're not as committed and devoted to me and our relationship as I would need my partner to be. That is a very, very mature perspective. It's one that a lot of people don't fucking want to hear. And sometimes, honestly, the cards will tell you, nope, this is absolutely worth it. It's worth it to wait for this. It's worth it to um, to pray for this, to stay patient for this. But how many of y'all actually like being patient? That's another thing people can't stand. Sometimes the cards say, no, this... It appears that this is what you've prayed for, that this is absolutely going to work. I, I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> I hate when the cards tell me that. I hate when the cards tell me that the person my client is praying for and waiting for and desiring and loving is actually the person that, you know, is who they've prayed for, that this is actually going to work in the end because y'all don't like waiting for shit. Y'all don't like waiting. So now I have to tell you, well, yes, this is the one, but you're going to have to wait. Girl, I hate that. (laughs) I hate being the one to tell witches they have to wait for anything. Because like I said earlier, people seem to want to use their magic to compensate for their impatience and their laziness. And it's just like, there's some things you're going to have to wait for no matter how much you motherfucking prayed. Things are being lined up for you. Things are being brought uh, to the forefront. Things are being moved into position. People are being moved into position and you simply have to be patient. And while you're patiently waiting for your desires to manifest, here's how you can heal yourself. Here's how you can love yourself. Here's some spiritual baths you can go do. Here's how you can prepare your home for this relationship, which is honestly my favorite way to, to draw things in especially if you're desiring a relationship. There's so many things you can do to begin preparing your space. I've taught this for years on the internet. I've heard people repeat me without, of course, without attributing it to me. But one of the best things you can do to prepare yourself for the new loving relationship is to prepare your home for it, to clean, organize, make room in the closet for them, right? Clean off their their bedside table, right? To prepare it. Like, you know, this is coming. You know, this person is going to be here any moment now. It's one of the best ways you can prepare yourself. Okay. So my dog is acting batshit nuts so crazy. I don't know why. Um, you can probably hear her in the background. Told my boyfriend I'm recording it. Of course, this is the perfect time for him to go and get some ice in the kitchen. Child. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so here's what I want you to consider. Because with that girl, what ended up happening is this. She came back to me after months of <laughs> her, you know, constant calls. And what is she going to do? And what's going to happen now? Blah, 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 blah. So she came back to me and she said, This is evil. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) She came back to me and she said, I can't talk to you anymore. This is evil. I shouldn't be doing this. Um, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I'm going to be a Christian again. And I was just like, okay, good luck. I don't know if you have heard how they feel about you know, yo gay ass, but okay, good luck. Go back to the, to the church. It's fine. 
But after all of that, somebody convincing her to do a bathroom tissue spell and then somebody convincing her that divination is evil. (laughs) Here's what I concluded. The people who come to spirituality, religion, or magic just to get something will absolutely ditch your ass. They will leave. They will discredit it the moment they either get what they want or don't get what they want. And going to the church, going back to the church, the absolute aim, whether she realized it or not, the absolute aim, like the reason, the reason sis would go back is because she thinks she can get what she want over there instead. And what do I say to that? Good luck. (laughs) Good luck. But here's what I propose to you. Don't be a user. (laughs) Don't be the type of person who's only for the religion, the magic, the spirituality, as long as you get in what you want. There will be points in the process, points of growth, where it's not necessarily comfortable, where that's not the uh, priority for your spirits. It's not for you to be comfortable. It may be for you to learn, for you to grow, for you to develop, for you to gain wisdom, for you to understand something. What I'm saying is don't leave just because it gets tough. And don't think that um, a degraded use of your spirituality, magic, and religion will give you high results. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back soon. Bye.